So tonight we will have a uh, a singing, and it it will we'll sing and it'll be good, and then we'll like okay, let's make it better, and we'll do we'll do a little we'll do sing a songs over again, and that's good. Um, so if you've never been involved in that and you like to sing, then you should come. Um, there's you know there's a couple people it's mandatory for them to come. You know, like, um, you, you, some of you know, like, yeah, I need to sing. Let's go. Um, like, we need Mike's bass voice. Um, uh, we, that's it. Uh, that's all we need. Um, he's the only one. But if you like to sing, then absolutely come join us. And then, uh, uh we'll, we'll perform on uh, Nashville downtown. Uh, three o'clock and then at five o'clock at the, uh, at Old Washington. I believe at the Methodist Church is what we, we did Presbyterian last year and, um, we were too formal. So we, uh, moved this to Methodist. That's not a great joke. I admit it. Um, that's, but some people don't like to sing and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, you, you may not be like a nor, like, I grew up singing. That's like, that's what my family did. Um, we would put on the cocktail soundtrack and just sing. They, my parents didn't let me watch that movie, but we listened to that soundtrack until it was done. You know, I don't know if the movie with Tom Cruise, we, I mean, we just sang together. Rave on, we would sing. And then we was, uh, and then we got to church and it was, let's, let's sing there and we, let's, let's not only just sing, but dad, dad was in a quartet. Um, a quartet. Did you hear me how cool that is? It's a, we would travel around and they would sing uh, at different places. Uh, the, the farthest we ever went was Paragould, Arkansas, but as like an eight year old, that felt like the longest drive ever on a church bus with speakers and grown men. It was just weird. And we went and heard him sing, and that's just my family liked to sing. Sometimes you don't like to sing. Now, sometimes you like to sing, but you don't want to right now. Because we all come to this place in different scenarios, in different settings, in different situations. You, you, you may have on the way here heard your favorite song on the radio or got some great news, and maybe like the, the DJ on the radio, is there still, still a DJ? Is that a thing still? The, on the radio said, and now we're playing this song, and you thought, oh my goodness, this is my, this is gonna be a great day. And you sing along to your kid's dismay, and pull into the parking lot, and get out of your car skipping. Others of you got behind the slowest driver in the world on the way here. And they were driving so slow because their favorite song came on the radio and they weren't paying attention to the road. Or maybe it's the, I don't, I, this is the first place I've ever experienced this, but people in Howard County take right turns at three miles per hour. Pull up. In my head, I always imagine them going, whoa! makes it more fun for me. They also do that thing where they veer left for a second, like that's necessary. Maybe you got behind one of those people, and you're just, when that's the last time? And you show up, and you march in, and we're like, some glad morning. 
We're not ready for it. We're, it's not a glad morning for me. It's not. And so we, we all come to church from different perspectives, from different angles. And we all sit together and we praise God. And there may be times that you don't feel like saying the things that are in Psalm 106. Oh, you can see that real well. Just trust me. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. There may not, there may be a day, and today might be it, that you don't feel like giving thanks, like you don't feel like He is good, and that you don't feel like His love endures forever. You're feeling like you're in one of those moments where I'm not in very good circumstances at the, at this moment. And so, you are just getting by this morning. You don't feel like saying praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. You don't feel like saying that. I get that. I love to sing, but I'd go to youth rallies whenever I was a kid. You know, like get all the teenagers together. There's always some youth minister. He's like, if you love, let's, if you love Jesus, yeah, let's cheer. Ah! And I love Jesus, but I don't feel like shouting like an idiot. That was, I never enjoyed that. If you love Jesus, clap your hands. Nah, nah, nah. Never we were doing these songs where we're clapping our hands. And I'm not like, there's nothing wrong with it, unfortunately. But it's not my style. It's not what I'm comfortable with. I don't like being told I have to do some odd thing. If you love Jesus, if you love Jesus, type amen and share. Type amen. I don't like... I don't like that. That's not, that's, that's not smart. It doesn't, I don't like it. I'm way too proud of that joke. But the, that, but I still want to praise God. And what does that look like for when, when you're not, when you're not what you, you're not in this place? says, who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare His praise? Who can do that? We can't be done with praising God. We can't, all, we can't list out all the great things God has done and then get to the end of the page and be done. No one can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord. You can't name all of them. You can name a mighty act of the Lord, but you can't name all of them. You can't fully declare His praise. No one can. Blessed are those who act justly, who always do what is right. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them. And it's at this point in the psalm that we kind of get this, this minor key of a note that, that makes you realize, wait a second, not everything is well in His world. Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them. Then He goes on. It's a long psalm and we're going to hit a lot of it right now. 
but I need you to hold tight. I need you to be grown-ups for the next three minutes and pay attention because you need to hear what He says. Remember, that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may share in the joy of your nations and give your inheritance or join your inheritance in giving praise. We have sinned. He's talking about Israel. Even as our ancestors did, we have done wrong and acted wickedly. When our ancestors were in Egypt, they they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses. And they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet He saved them for His namesake, to make His mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea and it dried up. He led them through the depths as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of the foe, from the hand of the enemy. He redeemed them. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them survived. They Then they believed His promises and sang His praise. Do you hear the the rhythm here? They forgot God and He remembered them. And then once He remembered them, they remembered Him. But soon, they forgot what He had done. And do not wait for His plan to unfold. In the desert, they gave into their cravings. In the wilderness, they put God to the test. So He gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. In the camp, they grew envious of Moses and of Aaron, who was consecrated to the Lord. The earth opened up and swallowed Dathan. It buried the company of Abiram. I should have practiced that name. Fire blazed among their followers. A flame consumed the wicked. At Horeb, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious God from an, for an image of a bull which eats grass. <laughs> That's the psalmist here going, isn't that ridiculous? They forgot the God who saved them, who had done great things in Egypt. Miracles in the land of Ham and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. So he said he would destroy them had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to keep his wrath from destroying them. Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. Remember this? They got all the way up to the promised land and they sent in 12 spies uh, and two came back and said, we can do this. Joshua and Caleb. And then ten said, no, they're really big. Giant grapes. So he swore to them with uplifted hand that he would make them fall in the wilderness. Make their descendants fall among the nations and scatter them throughout the lands. He's retelling the story of the people of Israel saying they forgot and God remembered. They forgot and God remembered. They they yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. They aroused the Lord's anger by the wicked deeds and a plague broke out among them. But Phinehas stood up and intervened and the plague was checked. This was credited to him as righteousness for endless generations to come. By the waters of Meribah, they angered the Lord and trouble came to Moses because of them. For they rebelled against the Spirit of God and rash words came from Moses' lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. They worshipped their idols, which came became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to false gods. There was a god in the in, in Canaan that that was the main practice of worship to Him as you sacrificed one of your children. They shed innocent blood and blood of their sons and daughters 
whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was desecrated by their blood. They defiled themselves by what they did, by their deeds they prostituted themselves. Therefore, the Lord was angry with His people and abhorred His, his, his inheritance. He gave them into the hands of the nations and their foes ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them and subjected them to their power. Many times He delivered them, but they were bent on rebellion and they wasted away in their sin. Yet He took note of their distress when He heard their cry. For their sake He remembered His covenant and out of His great love He relented. He caused all, he caused all who, held, who, who held them ca- captive to show them mercy. And then He says this, Save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations that we may give thanks to Your holy name and glory in Your praise. Then He says, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. You you notice where He is? So typically when we hear somebody say something, like, Praise be to God. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Those are the people on the mountaintops, by the campfires, out out with their family, enjoying life. And the psalmist here is somebody who is in captivity. His whole people have been taken away from their homeland and now they are under slavery. And he says, we've been doing this the whole time. The whole time God has been, we've been rebelling against God and God has been redeeming us. We've been rebelling against God and God has redeemed us. Now we're in that spot where we've rebelled against God and we know that God will redeem us. We are in the depths of our own consequences. I think our praise of God is too circumstantial. It kind of comes and goes with how we're feeling. Praising God, giving thanks to God is not a reaction. It's a choice. And some of the greatest praise that God has ever received comes from the lips of those who are stuck in the pit of their own consequences. That they've made the mistake. They know they have. People around them know they have. There's no, there's no overcoming the fact that they've made this mistake, that I've, I have messed up in this way. And in the lie, in, in the pit of my own consequences, I, I look up and God still loves me. Jesus is still Jesus still has sacrificed Himself for us and the tomb is still empty. The throne is occupied. My salvation has come. So oftentimes, and we, we talked about this last week about the, the, the pretending of being okay. Oftentimes, the fact that we don't announce our brokenness keeps us from announcing properly the glory of God. When when we sit in the rubble of our lives, in the rubble of our mistakes, 
and in those places feel loved and cherished by God. We will always give praise in those moments. Praise God that, that in my brokenness, He loves me. That while we were still sinners, Christ came at just the right time. Praise God that your, your circumstances, your consequences, do not affect the way God loves you. It's only from that place that we can be disciples of Jesus. It's only from that place that we can be followers of Jesus. Jesus it's only from the place of, I am broken and Jesus is the way. Not just to salvation, but Jesus is the way to all that is good, to all that is holy, that all that is right, right now. Jesus is the way to have a healthy marriage. Jesus is the way to have a healthy single life. Jesus is the way to have, have, have healthy relationships in my life, to stand up for what is right. Jesus is the way. And when we say Jesus is the way, what we mean is your way doesn't work. It lands you in your consequences. It lands you in that pit. It lands you in the rubble of life. But even there, Jesus is not looking for people who have figured it out so that they can, he can kind of use them, you know, they, they, they make their way mentally to Jesus and they've made a decision and there they go. The first step to following Jesus is knowing that you need to. And if you don't, it's all worth it. The first step to following Jesus is, is recognizing that amidst the pain and the brokenness in your life, God loves you unconditionally. I don't know, Benjamin. You don't, you don't know what I've done. I don't think you understand the word unconditionally. Don't throw conditions at unconditional. It just won't have it. God's love is, is for all who are hurting, all who are weak, suffering. Jesus calls them all. Jesus is the redemption. Jesus is the, when I'm sitting in captivity, Jesus frees me from captivity. In class this morning, Todd read one of my favorite verses, and he said it was one of his favorite verses, so we'll fight over it later. Galatians 5.1 says it is for freedom's sake that we have been set free. God set us free from that captivity. But if you're in the middle of it right now, if you're in the middle of some pain and some brokenness and some hurt, give thanks to the Lord. For He is good. His love endures forever.
if you think you've got it all together and everyone else has it all wrong, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. The love of God can humble us and it can uplift us. The love of God does what the love of God needs to. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. If you haven't responded to the love of God, you know, when you get up and you walk down here and you sit down here and you talk to us, if you get baptized, God's love doesn't like notch up then. Whether you choose God now or not, God loves you just the same way. But, choosing God is the only true and healthy and eternal path for your life. Choosing Jesus is the only way to God. To be united into His death, burial, and resurrection Raised again to walk freely in newness of life. And so every day, no matter where you sit, and even if it's in, you're still, like, you come, you, you make a mistake. Let's say you commit a crime. You come forward, you get baptized, you give your life to Jesus, the police show up at your door. You can't say, oh, no, 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 I got baptized. Don't work. Like, okay, good. Let's go. Because consequences remain true. But so does forgiveness. And too often, we look at the consequences of our life as, as, uh, as, as like an evidence that we aren't forgiven. God forgives amidst the consequences. God redeems amidst the pain. It's, it's not just when we're on the mountaintop or at the worship service or at the potluck where things are great that we can give thanks to the Lord. How Church of Christ am I? Then a list of three things that are awesome. I said potluck. It's not just that where we give thanks to the Lord. It's it's at all times in our brokenness, just like in Psalm 106. So if in your brokenness or in your joy you want to give your life to God today, do it today. In the name of Jesus, do it today while we stand and sing.